Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Reverse psychology is not a replacement for therapy. If you're interested in speaking with a therapist, please check out some of the links in our episode description. Now, on with the show. Can we talk about reduplicative paranamnesias? Sure, we can find out what that is first. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Joel uses a lot of words that we don't understand. No, normally our guests don't talk until we, until we allow them. <laughs> if you have listened to the podcast before, you would know that. No, he did this you morning. Did. You, you binged it. <laughs> yeah. You had a real cram sesh on the drive over here. We did. Um, and then you listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this. Welcome to Cram Sesh. This is Reverse Psychology, the podcast. I'm Dr. Diana, licensed psychologist. And I'm also a board-certified behavior analyst. You're just bored in general. Okay, who are you? Me? Yeah. Dr. Mike, I'm an adult clinical psychologist. You're an adult? I'm an adult. Aw. I had my bar mitzvah recently. <laughs> I'm now a man. Shalom. Thank you. It's called a b'nai mitzvah when, it's an, when you're already an adult. A b'nai mitzvah? <laughs> b'nai mitzvah. John b'nai mitzvah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, we should this no. Is falling apart. We should introduce our guest and then our guest laugher, our laugh track. Okay, go introduce yourself. I'm done now. You, I, I actually didn't have anything else. Okay, was our guest Dr. Joel? Hi, Dr. Well, Joel. Let's describe him first before woo! we. Woo! Um, he's wearing you know a Joel? shirt that says Neuroscience Ninja. He came prepared to talk. I didn't even see him come in the house. He just appeared. <laughs> A little puff of smoke. In my brain. In my brain. You just came in my brain. Not like that. No. Your dad's listening. Okay. Well, I want to... Let's list everything we know about Joel. Oh, that's going to take a long time. Shit. <laughs> One. He shits. <laughs> he is tall. Okay. Are we going back and forth? Sure. He is Caucasian. He is a neuropsychologist. He owns a pool. Oh, yep. He has a banana tree in his backyard. He has, he has a banana hammock in his kitchen. <laughs> Tune in next I week. feel like we undermine the quality. The, the I think you undermine. I think of, you you have too high of an expectation for how that microphone can pick up your voice. I know. Sorry. I think we undermine the qualifications of our guests. I like to let people talk about themselves. I also want to say that in the background, you may or may not hear our friend Beth. You might have heard us talk about her in the past. <laughs> this may or may not be the first podcast she's ever listened to. But not the last. And It's in the middle somewhere. It's... Also, our laughing friend yeah. in the background. Have you guys met before, Joel and Beth? Yeah. Just on the way in. I can, I can feel the chemistry. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Joel, can you tell us about yourself? Who are you? Well, Not I... Not a good start. Besides our friend. <laughs> I'm tall. You yeah. are? And Caucasian. How tall are you? 6'3". Oh. How tall is Logan? Uh, 6'8". Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's not very often I meet someone taller than oh. myself. Oh, and, that's and crazy. It's, it's weird. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm used to I looking bet. down at everyone. Mm. You can still do that to Logan. Well, yeah. <laughs> Figuratively, but literally as well. Yeah. Do you always ask him what's on the top of my head? I should. No, I don't. He's the only person who would know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You should wear a little bird, a tiny little bird for him on top of your head. <laughs> Get a little tattoo on the top Just of for your him. scalp. Just, Just for him. him. Just Hi, for Logan. Him. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's cute. How did you get into neuropsychology? I was in a rat lab. You in, were a rat in a rat. Yeah, it was and, you and Dean Martin, <laughs> <laughs> Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I was also a member of the Rat Pack. 
It, it was sort of a, a twofer. Yeah. Oh. Oh. It was nice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. In 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 graduate school. This is school, undergrad. Oh. Grad. Yeah. Grad graduate grad school. school. Wait, I was take a, us back to undergrad. Take us back to high school. Because some people like to know how you got. Not you specifically. They've okay. never asked about you. But so in high school, I was I was unpopular. No. I was also in a, in an emo band. Oh, oh, that's cute. That's great. What were they how called? How tight were your jeans? Uh, tight. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> This is, we got chemistry. <laughs> okay, so you're in an emo band. You're rocking out. Yeah. When did you decide to give up music to go to college? <laughs> uh, after high school. Cool. And yeah. Then no, no band in college. No, but I wasn't a band in grad school with some of my professors. Oh wow! Called the dermatones. Is mm. that a d- nerdy name that means something? Yeah, a dermatome is like a level of the what the spinal cord innervates. So oh, the dermatones. That's so a, nerdy. Hear people unsubscribing. <laughs> we we played we played the lucrative uh, scientific conference circuit. Oh my nice. god! Really? Did you play at conferences? Yeah, but really? not like what would people ton, throw on yeah. stage while you're doing it? Well, uh, <laughs> hotel key cards and panties. Usually criticism and and oh. you know. <laughs> abstracts i'm not sure it was actually a good way to network but we we one time played at the annual conference for the society of gynecological investigation nice which is a real thing that's why were you at that conference uh he's an enthusiast our our base our base player uh had a grant to he was a pi of a neuroscience lab and had a grant to study i think it was estrogen's effects on like how to find the the brain yeah so we got we we played at an irish pub (laughs) well she'll be happy to know that he found it (laughs) Joel said up front, my mom's listening, but don't worry, she's cool. So yeah, she's cool. We're going to find out. Um, she's going to text me about that very thing. This <laughs> <laughs> damn thing airs. Oh. Um, all right. So a Wednesday at 5 a.m., she's going to text you. What mm-hmm. did you study in undergrad? Well, I started out uh, as an engineering major, but then realized I didn't like math. Mm. What kind of engineer? Do you just general? Oh, well, I was electrical. Train? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were a train? You, you were a train? I was, I was Mr. Conductor. <laughs> oh, that's a hot nickname. And there was that whole thing about how, uh, what is it? Thomas the Tank Engine is supposedly some like dystopian commentary on... A hero for kids with autism. Well, no, he, there's like something very specific about his, the way his face is structured on the train that really appeal. I don't, they've done studies on this, like looking at exactly why kids with autism it's love the, it so uh, much. Uh, epitome of beauty. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he has quite the caboose. So, <laughs> yes, I do. Thank you. Oh, Thank you for noticing. It's those apple bottom jeans I got yeah. on today. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the new picture of the podcast. I know. So I was, an, I was an engineering major, and then I decided I didn't like math. Okay. So then I wasn't an engineering major anymore. Did you stand up in the middle of class and go, not for me? You left? I should have, but no. Oh. Mm-hmm. No. I actually forgot to declare a major until the week before I graduated. Jeez. And they're like, you never officially declared another major. And I said, shit. I think I ended up being a psych major. Oh, for by default. Yeah, but you I can t- probably go back and find out. That sounds like right exactly what everyone... People does for ending up as a yeah major. well yeah but i but i was i knew that you you can't do shit with a, a yeah. bachelor's degree in psychology that's a pro tip for any any yeah. you know aspiring psychologists who are listening yeah for yeah. sure for sure no no jobs for bachelor's degrees yeah so then i when i was in grad school i was in a rat lab okay. studying so you went you applied to psychology graduate school yes just like blanket like clinical you didn't have like a correct okay Correct. Okay. And you were like, I'll just figure it out. Or you were like, I want to study at. No, I I didn't. I hadn't thought that far ahead. I actually applied for a couple uh, child therapy programs. I really dislike (laughs) children. Oh, yeah. No, it's hilarious. (laughs) 
I really dislike children. Yeah. Which I, I found found out now, but at the time, you know, <laughs> I, I really, I was in sort of that, that moratorium to use the, the Eric Erickson language. Yeah. Sure. So what, what was it about child therapy that you're like, I'm going to be good at this? I have no idea. Do you think it was because you hate children and you're like, if I can make a child likable... I'll actually be good at this. And then you just like, you find out there's nothing to make a children likable. I think it I'm, I'm just going to go with that and say yes. It maybe seems like a, like a nice career or something like, but then, I mean, I can tell you all about it. It's great. The child therapy is more doing like parent therapy. If you like. oh, it is. I, wor- I work with old people now, which are Do. sort of like, yeah, you went the opposite. They're sort of like, well, they're sort of like kids. They're like children. You call yeah. them at the back end. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, all right. So you are in a rat lab your first year, second year. Uh, before I started, I oh. actually joined. I was we moved uh, for grad school a couple months before school started, and I was bored, and so I emailed a bunch of professors. And the guy who responded first was the rat lab guy, so that's okay. where I that's you where won. I landed. He was like, "I have some rats for you to come in." And mice. And what were yeah. you? And what is the at? difference between a rat and a mouse? Mice are assholes, and okay. rats are actually pretty cool. That's cool. Hmm. Which one was Master Splinter? He was a rat. He right? was the rat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I could have told you that, like I know. I want to see if Joel knew. Okay. Yeah, m- mice are mice are assholes. They're kind of mean and they smell. And rats cool. are usually pretty cool. Cool. Rats have grosser tails. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad Mickey that we're clear was a on mouse. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like the chief mouse, the deity of the mice. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. This is probably why people tune in, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go through all the famous m- mice. What What are all the famous mice? I don't want to talk Mickey. about it. Uh. M- Splinter's a rat. Splinter is a rat. There were the mice, the mice from Cinderella. Mini, yeah, mice, they dressed people. They weren't animals. mice and rats are very different genetically. Question. Uh, well, I mean, they're both rodents. So here's a question: Was in Ratatouille? It seems a little on the nose. Was it a rat <laughs> or was it a mouse? No, rat, Ratatouille was actually a, a, a rat. Rat. But I like how you said rat tattooy, like it's like a, like a machine gun. It was an, well, it was <laughs> kind of a my, badass. My favorite onomatopoeia title. That's good. This ratatouille. Is, this is why people turn in tune in for the um, up to date psychology knowledge that we all bring to the table. Tune in next week. You got to drop the gems interspersed so that you people do. listen to the, yeah. whole, you the got, whole thing. Yeah, you got to. You got bullshit, to. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Confirmation bias. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Rats. Rats. That's our formula. Okay. Neurogastrointestinal encephalopathy. It's fine. Why didn't Charlie Brown <laughs> just say, ah, mice? If mice are worse than rats. Good question. Thank you. Joel, answer? I'm not sure, but rats were unfairly blamed for the, the Black Death. Yeah. Oh, Because it was the fleas. We mm. should have a full episode on that. We should have a flea episode. We can get flea on here. So I liked when he played that 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 character in Back to the Future Two. Flea was he did? Yeah, he was he was Needles. Yeah. Oh my god. Marty's boss in Back to the Future Two. That's that's a good name. Okay, wait. So Back to the Future Two. So what specifically were you doing with rats? So we uh sounds accusatory. On the night. So I started out actually uh, with mouse models of Alzheimer's disease. So they had these transgenic mouse models. So they're mice that they've actually spliced genes into the mouse genome that will make the mouse get Alzheimer's disease because mice don't naturally get Alzheimer's disease. Mm. So we, so we, many questions about that, uh, I we, feel like. We were looking for, um, I'll take your questions in a okay. second. <laughs> we, we were looking for the, uh, at some of the, the symptoms. So we were doing neurobehavioral testing, looking at memory, mood, tension, and motor functioning and things like that with the mice. And then we were testing certain drugs that could be therapeutic. And what'd you learn? Well, uh, you remember that whole, so antioxidants are good for the brain. You may or may not know that. Oh, thank God. 
people always ask if there's some sort of panacea to prevent Alzheimer's disease. The answer is no. Okay. But if you're eating a if you're eating a healthy diet, but antioxidants like those blueberries you you just fed me, yeah, things that are are high in polyphenols are good for the brain and mm. have probably some modest neuroprotection against things like Alzheimer's disease, but only as part of a general healthy diet and that sort of thing. Okay, so I can't just eat blueberries. Correct. Okay, I need to change my you diet. You would up. shit your pants. Yeah, which is good. I'd be sad if you did. I'd You'd be sad if I shit my pants? I'd feel blue. Yeah. I have <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Apologies. Joel doesn't have kids, but is a real dad joker. Maybe that's why you want to work with kids. Probably. You're a good, I don't want to work joker. with kids. Can we be clear? <laughs> Do not. I feel like in society, there's like that, like a point in like a lady's life where she's like, oh, I'm like, I'm prepared to be a mom. I like find kids clothes cute. I feel like that happens with guys too, where like you make a dad joke and you're like, oh no, I thought I had more time. <laughs> And you like your pants just get higher and higher. One morning you wake up and you're wearing a fanny pack. Ooh, you have a yeah. thick mustache. Mm. You're my dad. Is this the 70s porno? What the what the <laughs> hell, man? It's just exclusively Mike's dad. Yeah, wow. He's just describing you his own dad. Wake up one morning, you become you're a, my dad. You, you a look like Tom Selleck from Magnum PI. Is that so? So those are the mice. And with the rats, we were looking at traumatic brain injuries. So we were actually oh, you were brain injuring, bonking them? them on the head a little bit. Would yeah. You, what what did, you did you put you a do? little rat on a motorcycle and make him get? <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, surprisingly enough, no. Oh. I'm surprised. No, we had to do little little surgeries and bonk them in the head. You had to control it, right? You yeah. had to make them all Yeah, it was very, very tightly TBI. controlled. Yep. So we were looking at different treatments for, for traumatic brain injury, too. Aww. Did they get really behaviorally... Horny? <laughs> uh, like, were they behaviorally different after the TBI? Some of them were a little bit uh, abulic, yeah. I don't know what that means. So Too fancy. So abulia is like, a, it's sort of like depression but like a neurologic depression and it's it's those vegetative symptoms so it's low energy uh low motivation just kind of a bump on the log sort of thing but you can get it with uh brain trauma or different types of dementia and things like that i feel like we need to have dr joel on again for various reasons yeah he's probably one of the smartest people that i know most of these words i don't know um i made them up (laughs) that wouldn't surprise me there's a day off (laughs) Okay, so you did that. You were like, okay, I want to now do neuropsychology. Was your supervisor, your mentor, a neuropsychologist? So he's actually, he's an experimental psychologist. So everyone thought I was in, we had an experimental program at my program. Everyone thought he was, or I was an experimental student, but I was not. Hmm. But yeah, he helped. You you yourself with experimental. And there were a couple of clinical folks too. So between all of them, I ended up getting some specialized training in in neuropsych. Okay. A couple of years worth and then internship and then... Uh, to your postdoc. It's a little bit uh, of a sore spot, but it's not a protected term, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So as a less- I'm also a neuropsychologist. <laughs> right. Well, it, and you can so say as that. am I. I'm a uh, Freudian neuropsychologist. Oh, God. And, okay, so can you, yes, can you talk about what a neuropsychologist is supposed to be? Yeah, so kind of going back, it's not a protected term, which means any licensed psychologist could call themselves a neuropsychologist. It's not illegal, but it is unethical, and people have gotten into trouble with their oh, licensing really? boards for that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. What are their names? Yeah. I'm not going to share that. It's Didn't kind of, you one time see someone acting unethically on TV and call their board? Um, did you tell me about that one time? Uh, yeah. You're it's, like you're like yes, a crusader for ethics. <laughs> it was someone. Uh, I saw a bit on a a comedy HBO show about uh, a mental health thing, and there was something that worried me. And I Ooh. did I did a little just research on the internet, and I was I forgot about it. But I know someone, a couple of people who are on different boards of psychology across the country, and we were just socializing and chatting one time 
And I mentioned this, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. careful what you say around Joel. Yeah. I didn't know you invited a narc over. <laughs> All right. So not protecting term. You can get in trouble for using it. Yeah, it's kind of like a... so. Um, yes. I, I apologize no, for interrupting no, you. No, it's okay. Mike yeah, does it all a, the time. What a, what a nice thing. You're, you're a good... Uh, you're a good guy. I'm from the Midwest. You're one of the good guys. Yeah. We apologize for everything. So it's, it's kind of like a, a physician. You know, if you're a psychiatrist, but you say, I'm a neurologist now. I, your license type as a, as a physician in most states, I think maybe in every state, would allow that. But it's grossly unethical and you're going to get your ass sued and you're going to lose. Yeah. because you don't have the training. So it's kind of like that. Hmm. The The point of this long story is there's a lot of folks out there who call themselves neuropsychologists, and I'll explain what that means in a minute. But really, you want to look for someone who's who's board certified, who's gone through the extra steps to basically prove to the profession and the public that they, they actually know their shit and aren't just putting that title on a... A-B-P-P? Yep, ABAP. Is the there's there's a couple of boards, but that's the that those that, are the things that, you're looking that's for. That's the main one. Yep. After their signature. Yep. Okay. Yes. So, what is a neuropsychologist? So, I don't do any treatment or therapy at all. Mm-hmm. So, when people tell me about their problems, I can say I, I don't, don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> um, Whoa, this is moving way too quick. <laughs> TMI, am I right? Buy me a drink for <laughs> TBI, I am I right? Wow. <laughs> I, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um. So basically. We're interested in what we call brain behavior relationships, which is how uh, physical or acquired brain injuries or diseases can affect behavior. So things like memory, um, thinking abilities, language, all that good stuff. You can sort of think of it like a thermometer um, that, you know, we know. Actually, I just read that apparently 98.6 is too high of a... I know. As a, a, that as was a some recent study. Yeah, I am always lower out. than that. So yeah. thank you for normalizing. You're welcome. I always have a low-grade fever. So we use a lot of paper, pencil tests and other sorts of things. So basically, whatever X number of years of education, we can kind of ballpark about where someone's you know function should be. And then the tests will tell us, based on a normative sample of other folks like you, is your memory and thinking abilities and all that good stuff where it should be for you. Um, if it's higher, then cool. If it's lower, then the question is why. And mm, so... Because I'm not a good test taker. Well, yeah, it's not that kind of test, but mm, but yeah. But my mom said I'm smart. That go, that that goes for a lot. It's like the people who tell me they have a IQ of 200. Yep. And I think the most the most commonly used measure of IQ, the the waist, only goes up to like 160. Yeah. So yeah, that's how smart I am. Blue through the ceiling. Yeah. 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 They had to recalibrate the L- test. Literally off the chart. <laughs> um. So took a test on BuzzFeed. It said I have a 200 IQ and I'm in Gryffindor. So <laughs> I wanted to be in Slytherin actually, just for just for something different. But I'm I'm in Gryffindor too. Of course you are. Yeah. You're um, basic. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Gosh, it's my line. Damn it. Okay. Um. So you know, I'll get referred folks who are you know, we think this person might have dementia due to Alzheimer's disease. And the assessments we do, the scores, if it is Alzheimer's disease, will will shake out a certain way so that we can, you know, see what the brain is able to do. And that tells us something about the underlying disease process. Hmm. And then you're looking like maybe along the way how the brain, how it, the degenerative disease impacts the behavior as well. Like we yeah. do ongoing. Assessments. Yeah. So patients can get abulia. There's that word again. Okay. Um, it's hallmark and a certain a couple types of frontal dementia but you see it with things like alzheimer's disease too if it progresses so do you work as a neuropsychologist you work with neurologists a mm-hmm. lot psychiatrists yep Is that, are those are the two main medical doctors you work with probably yeah okay yeah we work with i don't do as much rehab but um some of my colleagues work with pm and r docs physiatrists 
So people who have had acute strokes or brain injuries. Um, I do some consulting work in our hospital on some of the medical floors too. So when they have someone come in and they're confused and hallucinating, um, then, and they're old, the question is, you know, what's going on? Is it dementia? Is it a delirium? So it's a UTI probably. Or yeah, it often is actually. Yeah. Delirium due to a toxic metabolic, uh, encephalopathy due to underlying urinary tract. Yeah. You always have to smother pee first. Yeah. I don't think pee smells different when it's a UTI. If you hone your senses. (laughs) It it is if you have maple syrup urine disease. Oh, I know about this. It's a thing. It is a thing. And I know about it because I am a child psychologist. You can put it on pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really dangerous if a kid's urine, like a child, a small toddler baby smells like urine. What? I mean, it smells like maple syrup. It is a problem if they smell like urine, though. No, they always smell like urine. That's why I don't like kids. They're an age where you're no longer at risk of maple syrup pp disease well yeah you're born with it you're, you're so, born with so maple it's like syrup it's like maybelline you yeah so why why does my mom still make me mail her my urine i don't know it's a different thing send off deer maybe i've never been attacked by a deer <laughs> <laughs> well there's there's this whole chronic wasting disease that uh deer are getting in certain parts of the country that's sort of related to uh kreutzfeldt jakob disease jakob schmidt disease yeah, <laughs> in Soviet Russia, they do waste you. <laughs> they do. Yeah, it's, it's, what it's a, a country. What a country. It's a <laughs> Something misogynistic. Yeah, it's a. It's like a like a mad cow disease kind of, but it only occurs in deer. Oh, remember mad cow disease? Yeah. I feel like what's that new virus that they're worried about? Oh, Neuro- the, the coronavirus. Narc- coronavirus. It's a, the Wuhan coronavirus. Yeah, it's always something, isn't it? The, the interesting thing is, so, so, right, but it's sort of like the availability heuristic. It is like that. I think about I, it all the time. I, Thank I, you, Joel. That, there's a social psych term, drop on a Sunday morning. So, because 61,000 people or something like that died in the, in the U.S. of just regular old flu last right. year, but everyone's freaking out about the two or three people who have this. Right. And to be clear, it could be, you know, a, a pandemic candidate and then we're all screwed, but... So it's definitely worth, you know, b- taking it seriously. But it's interesting how people talk about people think they're going to die in a plane crash when right. it's much more likely you're going to get, you know, hit by a cement truck while walking across the road or something. Yeah. Especially my neighborhood. All right. So on that note, we're going to move. Should we talk about our topic? Joel, do you have any questions for us? Um, that was a good question. Thank you. <gasps> There's a kitty in the yard. Oh, there is a kitty in the yard. We have a couple yard cats. They keep the rats away. Well, they don't really because we have rats in the attic. Well, that those are house rats. They keep <laughs> outdoor rats away. Wasn't Rats in the Attic a name of like a folk album from the 1970s? It should be. Flowers in the Attic was the name of a like a book. Okay. Also, Dolls I, in the Attic was an Aerosmith album. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah. V.C. Well, Andrews. Does that just have a brain find? Wow. Yeah. All yeah, right. That's a person. Impressive. Yeah. All right. Any you. other questions? Um, What do you do for fun? What's your sign? What's my sign? <gasps> Did you see they just reorganized all the signs? What's my sign now? I don't know. Is this still Aries? Did you see the sign? It opened, it opened up, up my eyes. eyes. I saw the sign. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Uh, so yeah, they just like, I don't know. I just, I really just, it was clickbait and I and you, you got I ignored it. Yeah. You're a master clickbaiter. <laughs> <laughs> is it warm in here i'm hot okay <laughs> okay what um, are we talking about today? we're talking well it's joel's topic and we're so excited because this is our pre thing that we're super bowls yeah <laughs> as three alphas let's talk about football <laughs> what's your favorite 
position. Uh, You're the Mike. You're the only one qualified to talk about this. Yeah. Although we did just watch. This is right on topic because yeah. we just watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Oh yeah. Did you, did you watch, watch it? it? No. I think okay. I think it's I'd have so a stroke good. if I watched it. No, it's actually really. It's good. It's really good. It's a lot it's less only about brain a, stuff and more about yeah. his homosexuality. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, really it's crazy. Good. There's some spoilers. There's some real deep, deep information okay. you find out. But only the last like. 30 minutes is about CTE. So my favorite position yeah. in football, um, <laughs> as you asked, is kick would be the kicker. Because I feel like if I was, I, I'm terrible at sports, but if I were going to play football, I would want to be the kicker. I think you're less likely to have some sort of career ending injury. Yeah. You might not get paid as much as, you know, the... You still get paid pretty decently. The Toby Bryants of this world or whatever. I don't know what that is. <laughs> is that a soccer That's player? A, well, you don't get paid as much as a country singer, but... Yeah. <laughs> but but if you're the kicker, you get to kick shit, A, which yeah. is cool. A, great. Uh, you don't play that much. And who, it's true. And you're, I mean, I, I know resting. you could get tackled, you know, and and injured but it's it's less likely there is a rule against it like roughing the kicker but that one guy took off his helmet and hit somebody else with it didn't he didn't that happen yeah was that a thing but that's i mean you just got a lot of toxic masculinity talk about the availability heuristic you're much more likely to get injured doing something else i think well because i don't play football <laughs> it's yeah true. go sports Mm-hmm. Um, Mike played football. I played football. Mm-hmm. What were a, you a tight end? No, I have a tight end. Oh, I Not always get time, confused. Though. I was large at that time. Okay, I snapped the ball. The you were a snapper. I was a snapper. A snapper. The what quarterback it, put his hands. What is that legs. position called? Good God. Center. Oh, you're a center. I that's a the center. big dude. That's that's it's what the, the fridge was. Huh? It's the big guy. The fridge Perry was. A, yeah, he was a running back. Oh, why is he huge? So when you said fridge, I thought you were referring to the delightful movie Jumanji. Oh, no. I was talking about refrigerator. What's his last name? Perry. Perry. Yeah. No, I I snapped the ball. I would tell everyone else on the line what to do because I was... Did you say hut? No. Pizza the hut? The quarterback says hut. I had to respond to how many huts he says. Your wife just walked out. She is bored. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I made a a Spaceballs reference, I think. Okay. So we're... We got to... Let's... Let's tighten. Let's up. move it in. Okay. Now oh, that Beth's gone, let's tighten. Yeah. This up. Uh, CTE. Yes. Talk about it. What is it? Why do you hate people so for? much? <laughs> Conf- confused tension. Bring the knowledge to the world, Joel. So is it real? Well, first of all, what is CTE? Yeah. What is so it? So CTE. Who made it up? Well, Bennett Omalu claims credit for making it up, but apparently he didn't. That's actually not true. Mm. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So it stands for chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Okay, that sounds real. It does sound sounds real. Sounds scary. Well, and to be fair, I think we don't know enough about it, if it's a thing, but it's certainly overblown as shit, if nothing else. All right, you heard it straight from the the horse's mouth. Overblown as shit. (laughs) You heard it from this beautiful, sweet, wet mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's because I hydrate. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, so it's been known for probably about 100 years that certain boxers will get something called dementia pugilistica. It's basically like a punch drunk syndrome. Pugilistica is Latin Oh, I or saw something. a documentary about that with Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was punch drunk love. Yeah. He loved it. That's a good movie. It was It was okay. It was one of Adam Sandler's better movies. It wasn't as good as Waterboy. <sighs> wow. Those are fighting words. <laughs> Talking about football. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Go sports. Longest yard. So punch drunk pugilistics. 
What was that? Dementia pugilistica was a was a specific clinical syndrome that was seen in uh, particularly people who had who boxed for years. So that some boxers would get this syndrome after many years of boxing, and it, it sort of looked a little bit like Parkinson's disease. They'd get tremulous, they'd have a flat affect, uh, and they'd start to have primarily problems with their thinking speed. So you know, word finding, some problems with memory, paying attention, those sorts of things. Is that what Muhammad Ali had? Um, or did he really have Parkinson's? I, I don't. I think he really had Parkinson's, but I'm actually, I don't know enough about that to render an opinion. Okay. Thank you for being mm. honest. You're welcome. Yeah, we tried to put you in a Goldwater trap, but you didn't do it. <laughs> I don't want to look like a like an idiot. That's, that's. Oh. <laughs> well, sometimes we do just. Do not worry. Yeah, we I say. I don't even know if the fridge was running back. Yeah. Well. <laughs> we just say anything on here, so. This show is all about confidence. I'm not. I'm not sure if there was a character named the fridge in the delightful movie Jumanji, but I'm going to rewatch it just to find out. Okay. okay. Cool. My Get wife back. tells me there is. So, so that is a thing, um, and it's been known as a thing for for years. So CTE is sort of this new kid on the block. The proponents will tell you that dementia pugilistica was CTE all along, and CTE is now is the bigger uh, umbrella term, and the boxer thing is a subset of that. <sighs> Does CTE yeah. have a specific look? So no. I mean, and I don't mean behavioral look. I mean like actual brain look. So that's so that that's kind of where where the the problem comes. So most of the research, uh, in fact, almost all of the research has been done by a group up at uh, mm. in Boston, um, a group of pathologists, and they've uh, studied done autopsies on a whole lot of football players, and um, I think some other folks as well. But they found uh, increased types of, so they talk about tau. You may have seen that. Tau is a natural protein that's in the brain. It helps give parts of the neurons their structure, but it can get messed up. And then you can get these clumps of the protein. And they found clumps of these proteins in the brains of these football players. How do you spell tau? T-A-U. Oh. Oh. Like the Greek. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm glad you said that because I was thinking T-A-O. Oh, like oh, like like like, like, like the religion, yeah. yeah. Now that book, uh, the the Tao of Pooh, all about his his brain damage. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Okay, um, so so clumps of Tao. Yeah. So yeah. and so they found fa- Tao so, snappers. Right. So they found uh, evidence of the these Tao buildups. They call it a Taoopathy. So it's a, a, a you know a syndrome. Well, it's not a syndrome, but a a clinical picture, pathological picture of increased Tao. So it's sort of like. The problem really is it's sort of an inductive reasoning thing. So, what so, does that mean? Well, so ideally, let's say I go out and I study a population and I see these certain types of sy- symptoms that have never been seen before, and I say, "Huh, that's weird." And then I do a study on those people with those symptoms and find that there's some underlying thing that ties them together that people who don't have the symptoms don't have. Okay. That would be like a deductive thing that you're sort of supposed to do it. You deduce. Right. So it's, you know, sort of like the scientific method. You're going in with an open mind trying to kind of see. The problem with the CTE thing is, so there is pathological evidence that, you know, of these tau proteins. They've done uh, lots of autopsies on football players. They haven't done any controlled studies looking at football players compared to normal people. Mm. So it's unclear how much of this is really pathological. It seems like it would be an easy thing to do. Yeah, well, brains all it over would. The place. Yeah, it's all donated brains. So I've read a study of theirs from a couple of years ago, where they they basically had donated brains of people who were having behavioral and cognitive changes before they died, and their families donated the brains, and you know, ninety nine percent of them had evidence of CTE. 
but you know from a methodological or logic standpoint that doesn't make a lot of sense because there's no control there it's a it's a self-selecting sample yeah yeah it's a convenient sample and they they recognize that a little bit in the actual papers but then when the media takes it a little bit out of context they don't jump in and say whoa 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 we don't know so okay so is the idea that and this would make sense i guess like if you're doing a sport or some sort of activity where you're constantly exposed to brain trauma Mm -hmm. not even i don't even know what the level of brain injury has to be for it to be trauma i don't even know if there's a line there but like if you are and like i'll just say this too the other thing about concussions that's weird is like they're not always diagnosed there might be multiple you never know how many you have especially if you're in a like a sport with a lot of combat and we do know that a single concussion can can certainly cause symptoms people can get primarily problems with attention um thinking speed it can affect sleep and behavior short term mm-hmm. and invariably those symptoms will resolve within a couple months if people have is it true that you can't go to sleep even with a concussion i don't think that's true yeah i think that's one of those things my parents said that was yeah so if people have symptoms longer than a couple months after a single concussion it's usually driven by something else so either it's a confirmation bias thing or it's with like a military sample people who get ptsd and things as a result of some wartime trauma it's not the brain injury that's driving the bus or their symptoms years later it's the undertreated ptsd mm. and it kind of it kind of goes together but it's not a physical problem then it's related to the the ptsd which is certainly you know just as serious but so you're kind of treating the wrong thing but it's not something so like can you see a concussion if you do a, a brain scan? Technically, yes, but no, you can't. <laughs> okay. And the reason I'm, I'm sort of hesitating is because most types of brain scans that would be done would be like a, like a physical brain scan looking at the physical uh, architecture of the brain. So like a CT or like a normal MRI. There are some fancy functional brain scans you can do. So there, everyone, or people have heard about PET, but there's, there's other things. There's diffusion tensor imaging, DTI, which is an MRI technique, but there's all sorts of things. And it's one of those things, it's kind of like if you go to the doctor for a symptom enough times, eventually they're going to find something and they're going to say, oh, this is the cause. Even if it wasn't, it was just an incidental thing. If you do enough of these fancy scans, eventually you'll find something that looks abnormal. So the proponents will tell you that it is, you know, able to be seen. But I went to a talk for, of a, a CTE proponent when I was in grad school, actually, who was talking about, well, we didn't find anything with the normal scans, so we you know, basically kept doing scans until we found something. But the, right, but the, the, the neuropsych test didn't show anything. And I said, well, that means that it's not a thing. Like, we don't know. Well, we don't. We Did don't you raise your hand and yeah, say, I have a basically, question. I have a question. That's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't know what proportion of those abnormal findings were actually normal because everyone's got, you know, some abnormal something. Yeah, I have a thick corpus callosum. Right. But if you're trying to diagnose a clinical syndrome and there are no clinical symptoms, then it's not a thing. I Mike have a does say that a lot. He's, he says he has a thick corpus I do. Corpus I had a brain scan That's good. I, I do have a, like, a legitimate question because it just dawned on me. Like, what is a concussion? If I hit my head and I become concussed, like, what is going on in my brain? Um, is the electricity messed up? Is my brain no. swelling? Uh, typically you wouldn't get swelling you could get maybe a little bit of bruising your brain is actually in sitting in fluid in your in your head and so it can move around a little bit so often it's you know if your head stops before your brain and your brain can hit the front uh, of the skull has got a sharp ridge on it and yeah i know that, that seems sucks. like a like a thing that god should have not done and yeah. it also seems like something that happens with the devil 
Ooh. a sharp ridge on the front of oh your head. Oh my God, Satan. I didn't know this was going to be a scary <laughs> episode. <laughs> wow. So anyways, so you have a sharp Shit ridge. Got real, yeah. So you can get um, injuries where the brain strikes that ridge um, and then can bounce back and forth. With a more severe brain injury, people can have uh, shearing of the axon. So it's the, wow. the bits of the of the neuron that connect to different par- other parts. Mm. It's kind of like, um, you know, a bridge collapsing on the on the freeway. Ooh. That, yeah. you know, the, tra- that- the traffic can't get from point A to point B anymore. I don't know why I'm gesturing with my hands because okay. your your valued listeners can't see that. <laughs> um, kind of like traffic gate with the... Uh- y- yeah, Bridgegate. Bridgegate with Chris Christie. Yeah, so the, so the TBI is sort of like like Chris Christie. Oh, oh. real dirtbag. Yeah, well, so in in more severe brain injuries, you can see uh, you can get bleeding, you can get swelling, you can get all sorts of really nasty things that happen. Mm-hmm. Commonly, people will lose their sense of smell because the olfactory nerve goes along this ridge. Mm-hmm. So if you hit the front of your brain really hard. Oftentimes, this, the olfactory nerve will get sheared, and you have loss of sense of smell. The good but thing is, at that point, back, right? you can no longer delta. Not always, no. Yeah, yeah. But it, but in a concussion, it's it's not going to be that severe. So you know, there has been some research looking at axonal changes, so changes in the white matter. But again, that's looking right away, and it's looking you know with these really fancy scans. So, but the symptoms invariably resolve after a couple months. So I think to call that like a permanent change is a bit misleading. So with CTE then is the idea that like you've just had so many traumas over time or like what is the what is the supposed cause of CTE? Yeah. Yeah. So the the theory is that you've had tons of concussions and subconcussive events so just hit your head a lot over many years mm-hmm. and that causes a buildup of this tau protein which causes something so that's the problem and kind of where I, you know where i was talking about with the deductive versus the inductive reasoning you've got this this pathological profile we don't know how abnormal it really is any of us here today if we did an autopsy on any of us would have signs of alzheimer's disease pathology in our brains what yeah everybody does wait are we dead <laughs> we are oh. it, this is a uh, uh, Cotard syndrome, yeah. We are all dead. Mm. It's where you, I think that's the one where you think you're dead. Uh, that's Cotard syndrome. Oh, yeah. Cotard's was a TV show where you were welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Damn with it. With Vinny Barbarino. Well, it is the weekend, so. And the sweat hogs. Um, <laughs> right. So, so all of us have signs of Alzheimer's disease pathology in our brains, but we certainly don't have signs of dementia due to Alzheimer's disease, probably. I'm sorry, what are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow. Wait, okay, so so what is your beef, the CTE terminology idea of it? That's a good question. Yeah. So it's it's New basically boils down to t- looking at the pathology makes it sound like there's this epidemic, but the, there's no clinical syndrome associated with CTE. Mm. Typically the the symptoms of CTE are well what symptoms do you have? I see. There's I no, get it. Okay. So it's it's sort of going sort of going the wrong way. They find this pathology in the brains of these football players. We don't know how abnormal that really is because we haven't looked at normal controls and done a really good case controlled study. And there's no clinical syndrome associated with it. So you're sort of deducing because someone had you know some sort of behavioral or cognitive problems before they died. It must be related to this tau, which we don't know if it's even abnormal. But we don't know what the syndrome is. So hmm. it's 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 sort of going the wrong way. They should scan everyone's brain before they start playing in pro football. Yeah. But it's not, it doesn't even sound like you can get it on that level, though, right? You need to autopsy the brain. Like if it's protein, they related. should autopsy the brain before people start playing football. So that, that's, that's my, my biggest beef. You know, the, it's your smallest beef. 
quarter pounder. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly could be that there's that there's some something to this, but but the research that I think that my charitable takeaway, if I had to have an official position, would be mm. we don't know enough and the cart has gone way before the horse where it's become this epidemic, but we don't actually know if it's really even a thing. Is there no behavioral, there's, there's no, there's nothing that we can say. Like we do that with ADHD, right? right. Like we're like, here are the things. If right. you are these things or have X number of these things, you have ADHD. Correct. We don't do have any of that related to no CTE. Well, no, the proponents will tell you that yes. And there's this whole list of symptoms, but they're super nonspecific symptoms. Mm. So like depression, uh, aggressiveness, uh, memory problems, mm. substance use issues. I mean, it's just this whole smorgasbord of, of symptoms, but there is no CTE syndrome. E- even you, like, Are they trying to make one? Like, I mean, are they I, trying to I would imagine, it? yeah. I mean, kind of like with dementia pugilistica, going back to the boxers, there is a specific clinical syndrome. There's these constellation of findings mm-hmm. people have. It kind of looks like a Parkinson's sort of thing. And that seems pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. And certainly not all, even people who have been boxing for decades, don't. not everyone gets it. But yeah, it, if you're it, good at boxing. Yeah, if you get knocked out, yeah. So what about cauliflower ear? Is that part of the cluster of symptoms? Absolutely not. <laughs> Have you ever seen cauliflower ear? It's yeah. it's nasty, but missing your ear because Mike Tyson bit it definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. part of it. Man, Mike, what's going on with Mike Tyson? He's hungry. I can't blame the Did guy. Did you know that he has a cartoon that's amazing? <laughs> it is called Mike Tyson Mystery Team. It's him, a pigeon, <laughs> a ghost, <laughs> and like a child, and they solve mysteries. So it's sort of like a bad Scooby Doo ripoff, but it's somehow amazing. It is. But Mike Tyson actually voices himself, and then after every episode, they just talk to him, and he clearly has no idea like why he's doing this. <laughs> Does cartoon Mike Tyson have the same thing with the teeth that real Mike Tyson has? No, it, it's identical. Sweet, down to the face tattoo. I want OJ to be in that. I feel like that would be yeah. that'd be a good oh. a good duo. Oh. OJ needs, he needs to work. Yeah, he does. Yeah, just you know, but they're always going to keep finding gloves, and people where's are going to end up dead. Where's OJ been the past twenty years? I feel like we haven't heard. From well, him he was in jail because so he sold he sold some memorabilia to someone in a hotel room in Las Vegas. And, right, they and, got him for that, and yeah, yeah but, but then, but then, him. but then was like, all like, I want it back, and the guy's like, well, you sold it to me, and OJ's like, well, this is my property, I want it back, right? But you sold it to me, and then he he assaulted the guy and got put in jail. Do you think he has CTE? No. Okay. Have you been listening? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I got hit in the head a lot in high school. Well, well, yeah. I mean that. It's funny because like back to the Aaron trying Hernandez. To, trying to entrap you. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the uh-huh. Aaron Hernandez documentary. I mean, it was like, oh, he murdered these people, like more than one guy. Okay. They're suspecting that he's murdered it's others. Like a string of people he killed. And then he had all these like behavioral issues. Right. And then he died and they donated his brain and they were right. like, oh, he great. got CTE. Yeah, he had CTE. What That's was he like as a kid? Why. I mean, I don't he, know. He was a Rhodes Scholar? No. <laughs> no. Not as a child, Joel. You have to be in college for that. What was he like as a, in, in college? So are you saying he was too that they're kind of a dirtbag? Yeah, exactly. He so, went to UF right here. So so that's the other thing that they are not taking into account. So like predisposition. Predisposition. For... Well, he pre- grew up without a dad. Yeah. No, he didn't. Never mind. He didn't have a mom though. He never had a mom. Not really. That's not a thing. You have to. You have to have a mom. Eventually. Well, not eventually, but at the beginning. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of. Eventually, it's yeah. Wait, where do babies come from? Beth also um, just raised a good point that you also have to have a dad. No, 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 no you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Do you ever see Star Wars? Uh, you no, but like Dolly the sheep. Dolly the sheep from? didn't have a dad. 
Well, that's a clone. Right. <laughs> Peanut gallery is making noise. I'm not paying yeah. attention. Um, so, so one so of the things. Back thing, to science. Yeah, back to science. Beth. <laughs> so things we've. I just, I just want to want to review with with okay, with the good. listeners. So yeah. there's been this you know this pathological profile of this abnormal tau protein. They call it CTE, but there's no clinical syndrome associated with it there's no code diagnostic code for cte in the icd right it'd be weird to bill for that you before can't. you die before the person died well i mean we bill for alzheimer's disease before someone dies oh, i guess that's true sure i do it all the so, time. so it, it there is no clinical syndrome associated with it so it's it's a backward sort of way of of doing that the the autopsy studies haven't done case control they haven't looked at normals the amount of tau in these players' brains may be a variant of normal. Like you know, like I said, everyone's got it Alzheimer's just seems pathology. It's crazy to me that at this point we don't have enough normal brain autopsy. Oh no, we do. They just to, haven't done the. They just the, tau, done, the tau test is what you're saying. Yeah, they, they just haven't done, done the study. Right. The this test, is like amazing that they haven't done that. So yet. you'd have like a sample of let's say a uh, hundred brains and that you'd autopsy, bunch of accountants, and you'd want it blinded so that right. the pathologist didn't know which were the normal brains, which were football players, and maybe which were other contact sports. Right. And just a bunch of brains in a bucket. Right. So they just yeah. bobbed for and them. And you, you'd want it. You'd want to control for age and um, you know substance abuse factors and other things if you could to get it to if be the knew, same. Yeah. Right. If so only you knew. I know. Well, the problem with most of these football players too is okay. So the symptoms drugs. symptoms are yes, drug use. You know, all these things that they were probably a lot of them had those problems before they played football. You play football. The NFL is notoriously awful at helping the players save money for after they don't play football anymore. Yeah, careers are short. So you were having a rough time as a youth. You got to play football. You made a shit ton of money. Hmm. You burned through it all, and then you had an injury that ended your career, and now you're basically back at square one. Like that would be pretty shitty. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these folks who had these pre-morbid, you know, substance abuse or other behavioral problems, yeah, that's not caused by the, the damn concussions. Like mm, they had those problems choices. before, <laughs> or you've always done drugs. So why, you know? Yeah, I have some some colleagues and some mentors who have looked at football players at sort of like the the epidemiology. So when you actually control for age and SES and all these other things, football players on average are healthier and live longer than match peers. So they actually have better outcomes. If there was some sort of dementia epidemic, we'd expect they would mm. die younger when you compare them to others who you know, had similar demographics and things like that. But they actually do better and live longer. Are there any rat labs that are giving rats CTEs? I'm sure. CTE. Where they have them play a little football? I'm sure. A bunch. I actually football. did a, a quasi-CTE study in grad school. We had a rat model. We were, we had a, um, we were looking at repeated concussions. The problem with a rat model is you can't give a rat a concussion because you won't find anything. Um, you have to actually damage their brain directly. I don't. I don't totally want to know, but like, how do you like? What's your preferred brain damage method? So we had a little electromagnetic piston, and you'd basically remove the top of the skull, hit the brain with the piston at a very very specific setting, and then patch them back up. That bumps me up. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah. So, but even with the the quote unquote mild. TBI models, this is how they do it. So they actually will impact the brain directly. That's the most valid way. Mm -hmm. But that's not the same as having a closed head injury. It's it's a different mechanism. But even with that, doing two of those, like three days apart, we still had trouble finding any sort of memory or other 
cognitive or behavioral changes in the rats. Could they do, I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is wrong. I just feel like the closer you get to human size brains, maybe the better, like if they did primate studies. They may have. Yeah, I'm not aware. It's, it's certainly possible. Mm. Well, I just want to be the first person in this room to say that I will donate my brain to science. You, you've had a bunch of concussions. I know, <laughs> like a bad control group. So, I mean, I, I was saying it like as the... As a hero. Well, no, like as yes. the control brain to the CTE brain potentially, but it would be really, it would be make for a messy study because yeah. who knows what's happened to my brain. Have you ever had a concussion, Joel? One, yeah. What happened? I was standing behind my cousin when I was five years old. Uh, playing. He was playing baseball and he was swinging at the ball and it was on the backswing. He hit me in the head. How close are you standing to him? <laughs> Too close. Were you the catcher Obviously. or were you just... Uh, I, don't me- I don't remember. Observer? I don't remember. wood bat? I think so. Huh. Yeah. I remember feeling really dizzy and kind of nauseous and falling to the ground. I didn't lose consciousness, but it was like I couldn't stand up anymore. And I felt kind of dizzy and nauseous for a couple hours. That's Those are the hallmark signs of a concussion is okay. those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, headaches, nausea, dizziness, and those will resolve on their own over you know a couple of weeks to at most a couple of months. To at most 32 years well, later. Well, the problem yeah, well, though is, right, like if you have a concussion and it's diagnosed a concussion, there's nothing you can really do about it, right? I mean, correct. Rest. I mean, right. Ice. And, and in the sports, rice, rice, rest, rest ice. ice, elevate, <laughs> compress, compress, elevate, and rice also, and rice, and brown though, because you get more fiber. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's, fiber is good for your brain. That's the yeah. So I mean, in the sports world, that's not true because there's all these return to play things. And oh not sure, people, you're right. Which is also punitive, and so people will like underreport. Correct. Brain damage. Right, and there is something to be said for that. I I'm not a sports psychologist. I don't know the research on that well enough but if it's a bad concussion and i realize that's a bit of a misnomer because concussions are mild by definition Mm. but you know one where you lost consciousness um where you were you know actively vomiting not just where you got a little bit dizzy um they'll not passively vomiting right (laughs) it's the worst passive vomiting they'll keep you out longer yeah in varsity blues billy bob had a bad concussion he had a yeah well, and there's some of the studies looking at concussion that have looked Joel at... Joel blows past it. Yeah. At, at people... Yeah. I like this. I like watching Mike and Joel talk <laughs> because they just blow right past each other. Yeah. They, they, they have like looked ships at... ships in the night. This is our friendship. We are like ships in the night. Passing. They've, they've done studies looking right after someone has a concussion. And there are, you know, like I said, changes in, in attention and things like that. There's, you know, colleagues of mine who work with every major sports team doing like concussion assessments for, for return to play. Oh, it's a kitty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's our cat friend everyone just got so happy it's it's admiral nathaniel fuzzington Fuzzington named him but if you looked at those people you know and they didn't have another concussion and you looked at them two months later all those symptoms would resolve and they'd be back to back to baseline okay so wondering how much of it too is like repeated concussions prior to your brain return to that baseline so you know there's like a big thing where like i feel like in pro football they make a big deal about in-game concussions but yeah. like in practice concussions they're probably like just keep playing and so right. you're concussed on monday and you're concussed again on wednesday and you're just like stockpiling concussions well and they're again the sort of the where the science is now we don't know um we know about those long-term epi- epidemi- epidemiological studies Easy wow for you to say yeah what uh, a mouthful am i right <laughs> yeah i know I don't, I don't know. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but thanks for yes ending it. Yeah. You're welcome. We know that football players do better long term than, you know, same peers that are that are matched on demographic factors. So we know it's not an epidemic like we've been hearing. That we know. Yeah. 
to say there's absolutely nothing there with, you know, someone getting two concussions and, you know, every other day for, I don't think we're prepared to say that either. We don't, we don't know. It is a tight, so, John, tight schedule for a tight end. Yeah. If you could design a study to like better identify or dispute CT, what, like, what, what would you like to see to be able to say more concretely, yes or no, this is a thing? Well, you'd want to, like I said, ideally you'd want like a double blind case controlled study, something where you're having normal brains, football player brains, other sports player brains, mm-hmm. and you'd be blind to what group they came out of that eliminates the the experimenter bias and documenting the tau and some of those other things okay um my guess is there would be something maybe mildly abnormal but even if it is the tau buildup is abnormal there's no clinical syndrome associated with it so we're kind of back to square one that and we know football players do longer do better do longer better term yeah exactly yeah. so okay um last question because we are getting yeah. i go i'll go you go so in a in Joel's world, in a perfect world, yeah. In Joel's uh, playhouse, <laughs> what would, how would the media or how would people be talking about this in a public forum? Or will they not be? That's a good question. Should they not be saying anything? Should no. They be saying like, I don't think they shouldn't be saying anything. I just think so. I mean, this is a problem with with any sort of popular media reporting on any scientific study. There's all those cartoons about things get distorted. And it's almost like them, the zeitgeist. Yeah. <laughs> is that. I uh, got really proud of himself. <laughs> for using a big word. Is that hot in here? <laughs> Woo! Woo! Did you guys see my, my, my sweet guns when I said that? My, yeah. my arm? It did, your arm did involuntarily flex. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I might want to get that checked out. It could yeah. be a seizure. Thanks. Um, you're welcome. So I think just being a bit more honest about what we know. And there have been some, I think there was a Washington Post article just a couple days ago, looking at Bennett Omalu, who was this pathologist who, quote, discovered CTE, who, again... He's like, recoined it, didn't he? Basically. And there's all sorts of methodological problems with his studies, like, lots. Hmm. And he basically won't admit any of that. It's, you know... If- but he, I think he did go to grad school with the guy that found that vaccinations cause autism, didn't they? <laughs> Weren't they oh, the uh, I think so. Yeah, that's cool. It's the, yeah... Wait, are you saying there's rampant narcissism oh in my academia? Gosh. He's not an academic. Oh, he's not. No. Oh, he's a doctor. He's a physician. He was a pathologist. Um, he's no longer practicing. He just is basically an expert witness. But he hasn't done any new CTE research in years. Hmm. And even he has even had a falling out with the 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 Boston group who's doing all this pathology research because he's making all these super overstated claims. And I hope he's not listening to this podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure Actually, we get the highest level that of scientist. That brings us to our next guest. Come on <laughs> in, <laughs> Troy Palomalu, or whatever name Joel just said. Wow. So, if you've seen the movie Concussion, it's very dramatized. I didn't see it because, again, there's I, a movie called Concussion. Yeah, with yeah, Will, Smith. Will Smith. What? When was that? Where was I? What, what year? Yeah, are you more mad at the researcher or Will Smith for popularizing it? Anyone who engages in intellectual dishonesty, I'm more mad at them. Aww. So, Will Smith. Okay, cool. Well, I think the any parting three, words. Yeah. Um, any words of advice for the for our fans out there? Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thousand. Dan, that that's the, that, I, being put on the spot is hard. I don't know. I or know any it message, is hard. Any message for you your mom? Do you want to say anything? Yeah, do you say anything to your mom? <laughs> any apologies? I should probably apologize to my mom for a lot of things. For a lot of things, yeah. but well, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about your mom? Uh, she's a wonderful person. Oh. And she's coming to see me on on Thursday. Oh wow! This She's coming to visit. Oh, she can listen to it on the trip. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, it's gonna She's happen. She's gonna have a lot of things to say. She's gonna pinch my cheeks and everything. Aww. Which ones? 
<laughs> my ankle cheeks wow oh. i know i know you didn't see that coming That's yeah kinky. all right we gotta go okay all right all uh, right Love you, love Mike. You. Joel. Joel, you love gotta you. say I love you. Love you. I love Joel. you. Oh, oh. Ooh, it's moving fast. <laughs> Tricked him into it. Oh, we're married now. We're not like hot tub mid- Midwestern. I don't know what that means. I don't even so, know what that means. So, like, real northern parts. So, like, in northern Michigan, for example, there's a lot of Finnish people. And it's cold. It's super cold up there. CAF. Yeah, CAF up there. I don't know if I could drop an f bomb on your podcast, so I did not. Um, so keep it fucking clean. I man. think I think people will I, families will all be in a sauna together, naked, until like the kids are eighteen. So like mom, dad, so you know, kid, seventeen year old kid. What I, happens at eighteen? Then they have to leave the house. Well, I think then you're allowed to not be in the sauna with your naked parents anymore. So from birth to eighteen, they they never leave the sauna. They're homeschooled. Basically, <laughs> they, they sweat a lot. They sweat a lot. Yeah. Part of me wants to Google this. Part of me does not want to see what comes up. Beth, is this the thing? Beth says no.